Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever bloody time it is for you. Welcome to the EFTM Formula One podcast. Thanks to KO, where you can catch all the Formula One action. Connor McNally, Harry Tucker join me each and every Grand Prix. Straight after the race, we sit together and we work out just what was good, what was interesting, and uh, what's coming forward in the in the world of F1. Connor, hmm. good evening, good morning. And likewise to you, wherever you might be in the world. Uh, I'm just going to say it straight out. Highlights first, then listen to us, then watch the race again. It's wow. very much like Monza. <laughs> yeah, this this was good. All right, Harry, your thoughts, buddy? Look, I reckon you can watch it. I, I would I would watch the race. You know, I, I came in, messaged you guys after the first couple of laps and was like, I'll, I'll see you in 40 laps after I wake up. And I'm glad yes, I did not take did. that nap. Yeah, if you'd have taken that nap, that would have been um, that would have been no, it wouldn't have been disastrous, but you certainly would have missed a little bit of mid uh, mid race action. You know, the idea here is that uh, you've got the opportunity to, to jump out now because we have got a great race for you, which uh, and, and the results are somewhat upsetting in in many uses of that word. Um, but the Ko Mini is a great way to catch up on the race. And by the way, the Ko Minis are now available as part of the KO freebie. So if you don't have KO, uh, this is your first chance to jump in, um, sign up for an account, no credit card needed, and you can watch the KO Mini um, highlights of the race. Uh, and if you haven't checked those out before, they are a comprehensive overview of the race in a fraction of the time, condensed replays of the selected content, everything you need to see in less than half an hour. So a great way to go. And I, to be honest, I'd actually... I reckon that'll be a great way to watch this race because if you imagine taking out the you know four or five laps here and six or seven laps there, it's probably a solid half hour KO mini. So whatever you choose to do, um, highlights, full race or in between, check it out on KO. Boys, it was a I mean a solid weekend coming into Russia. The the anticipation and it's one of those tracks where you, you don't really know where everyone's going to land, but it's, there's an expectation that it is more of a Mercedes track than a Red Bull track, Harry, and that essentially played out over most of the the opening part of the weekend until qualifying. So this was a more exciting weekend than I, I expected, Harry. Yeah, well, you know, you say it's more of a Mercedes track. Obviously, they've won it for the last, I think, five or six years. It's only been a Mercedes win. And then coming into that as well, they definitely look stronger. And Bottas, I thought, looked quite strong. But obviously, he uh, they changed his power unit which was apparently not a strategy to hold Max up at the back, but that clearly was that. Not that that worked, but according to yeah, Paul Barista, that would never happen. Oh, just we'll get back into it later. But I just could not get over how freaking bad this broadcast was. It was just horrendous. The comments it was pretty below average. The camera. Oh. yeah, there was some there was some disappointing moments in in terms of coverage. But Connor, hmm. in terms of race results. Um, I can tell you right now how unexpected this was for me. Pretty much all my bets went out the window. Um, <laughs> yes, mine did that's, that's all we care about as well, right? Except for opening yes. uh, opening lap. I, I didn't expect a Lewis Hamilton win. And now, normally they don't pay well, so I rarely bet on them anyway. But um, we, we with Lando on pole, uh, Carlos, George, you know, those kind of people around. A, I expected carnage on the opening lap, Connor, but we didn't get any of that. In fact, that was probably the most exciting opening lap of a Formula One Grand Prix in some time. It was a very good start for everyone involved. And look, let's face it, Carlos Sainz probably got the best of the starts from anyone this year. He basically kind of got snookered <coughs> me, just coming off the start line and then he's got into the slipstream behind Lando and just shot past him to the lead. And we thought, oh, hang on a minute. 
Lando um, has got a fight in his hands, and so does uh, Carlos. Carlos really came out. But Harry, what was interesting was watching the, the replays of the start. You, I mean, I and I mean, obviously our eyes are always on the Aussie in in many cases, unless you're an mm-hmm. absolute guy in the wall fan of a particular driver or team. Dan got a cracking start, but I feel like either the second phase favoured George, or he yeah. had to come in. I'd love to see the throttle map of um, of Dan's start because it felt like once he got out into the clear air, he didn't have the drive against George, which didn't feel like a slipstream no. thing to me. It felt like it was just a second phase thing. So I expected Dan to, to do better off that start. But in the end, you know, it, it was good to see signs in front, but it was actually some pretty exciting stuff in those next few few places, Harry. Yeah, the next few places were good. Obviously, we saw uh, Alonso do a bit of a cheeky move, just cutting through that corner two there, which I think, was it Karun? Uh, Karun, Karun that. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he that he thought he saw him suss that out on the formation lap. And then, yeah, he went straight through there, got into third place, but obviously lost a bit of place and then fell right back. But I think that was what we were talking about. Maybe his move there and then Dan needing to get past there kind of held him back behind Stroll and Russell. And then from then on for Dan, it was, you know, Stroll was stuck in the DRS behind George, who was clearly, you know, slower than everyone else, but because of the track yeah. and, and the and all of that, it was hard for Stroll to get past, and then Dan was stuck there, and then that went on for for quite a few laps um, before he could finally get free. And I think, Connor, that was the the interesting part of this whole race to me was it was a very compressed field. Whenever they brought up mm. the map, the track map of where the drivers are, you really didn't see the entire track taken up. There was essentially, you know, a peloton and two packs. There was there was Carlos and Lando out front, and then there was a big pack headed by uh, George, and then a secondary pack, which I feel like it was probably, um, I'm trying to remember who was holding it there, but there was a second pack at the back. And that was essentially the story of the race in many ways. Yeah, and let's not forget that when you're in a DRS zone, it basically neutralizes everything out. So you had this train where everyone's just following the leader, so to speak. And George was, I think he was just, he was just enjoying the moment of being in third place and holding everyone up because he just had that control over everyone else. But as soon as everyone started to pit early for, you know, a change to either, well, some stayed on mediums, obviously in the case of George and some of the other competitors. And I know Stroll was the first to pit early, to try and get the undercut, uh, to go on to hards. Uh, yeah, everyone just everyone just followed the leader, basically. And look, the pit stop strategies tonight were really interesting. They really, really yes. played out um, not to what we were expecting it to be. Well, I don't think anyone expected it, Harry, because, and there was a, a comment made in the pre-show on Sky that there wasn't a lot of dry running this weekend. So that no. actually inhibited their ability to know mm what the deck was going to be like, how the actual tyres would perform. And so there was a bit of unknown. And I think we saw that through this race because, Harry, I remember noticing that, you know, um, there was talk of Lando's front left and they showed a mm-hmm. picture of it graining. There was people that pitted like Science um, had pitted. Uh, and we essentially had Science and Lando up front. And you think, okay, well, Science is going to undercut Lando here, but Lando's sticking it out. We were talking about this like 20 laps in those mediums were coming into their own, Harry. And so it yeah. really became a, a race of unknowns. Well, even even with that as well, you talk about signs there. At that point, he was talking about, you know, he was leading off the first lap and the team was telling him that, you know, we're aiming for fifth place. And he was pretty pissed about that, like just from oh, that yeah. strategy. But you imagine strategy- leading the race after <laughs> the first lap and then having 
you know, pit stop and coming back in and all that stuff happen. And then your your engineer comes on and says, look, don't don't worry. Head down, Carlos. We're aiming for fifth. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? Especially when yeah. they thought that that, that overcut was, was meant to be the move that was going to keep them in front. Like it was, he must have been flabbergasted at that. He would, he would have been absolutely filthy as anything to be told that, uh, head down, you're in fifth. I was like, hang on. You just put you, you. I was leading the race for a fair chunk of it, <laughs> and now I'm in fifth. What the fuck have you done to me? You know, I, I he feel, would have been absolutely furious. I feel like everyone was aiming for fifth. Like I, I wasn't. Uh, Valtteri <laughs> yes. was told he was going to go for fifth as well, and I think we were all laughing at that. Like, yeah, whatever, it ends up in fifth. But yeah, that seemed to be the position that everyone thought they had the pace for. I made the note, Connor, that I describe the bulk of this race, not the moments, but the bulk of this race is lots of battles, not a mm. lot of racing. So I feel like there was a lot of close quarters, and you mentioned the DRS train, but even in the DRS train, it felt like there was a lot of potential, uh, a lot of um, talk of moves, and often that's the commentary putting it into us, but there just didn't seem to be a lot of actual side-by-side dives. It was really only the fast guys at the back, like Max and that, that really came through and did any diving. So, I mean, that's a concern, isn't it, that you didn't get a lot of passing on a track that theoretically has the potential. It has the potential to be, you know, one of those uh, knock them down, drag them out kind of, you know, races where you're seeing side-by-side action all the time and the banging wheels and what have you. We didn't really see that much of it tonight, but it was more of a strategic game, if anything. Mm. I mean, look, racing was close, much closer than last year's race. Um, You know, last year's race was a bit ho-hum. wasn't that bad, but a bit of ho-hum. This year's probably had a lot more excitement because of the wet weather factor as well. That threat of rain hung around all race. Mm. And let's face it, yesterday was an absolute, you know, balls up in terms of the weather because we we may not have seen qualifying last night because the weather was just so bad. But luckily, the the rain did clear and we got a good qualifying session in the end. But we could have ended up with a with a Belgium situation tonight had the rain hit much much earlier and much much heavier. You know, yeah, that's the story, Harry. The the great thing about this in terms of team slash driver slash overall pace was I thought Dan's performance in at the time oh, might have been fourth or fifth uh, yeah. holding off Lewis yep. was excellent. You know, it, it showed really that that McLaren yeah. had pace and that Lewis didn't have, I guess, inherent ability or pace at this track, not, not ability in, as an individual, um, to just send it and, and, and overtake. You know, he sh- Dan showed strong form in that race that the McLaren can yeah. hold its own. And I think that, that whole stint there where he was holding up Lewis was, it was just like a great indictment for the that team. Like you, we saw Lando last mm. week, you know, keep it there for Dan to take the win. And then this week, I think Dan was sacrificing his race a bit to to give Lando that lead. Ultimately, obviously it was, it was for nothing, but unrelated to what Dan was doing. But I think that that, the direction that McLaren is going is clearly looking to, you know, world championship material in the next couple of seasons. And today was just another example of that. Yeah, I, I think that's a really, really good point because it shows cohesion. You yeah. know, I think that there's, if there was a fly on the wall or a real insider situation where, where you got this knowledge, which you'll never get out of interviews. Um, I agree. I think Dan was playing a strong team game. Lando's yeah. out front. He, he got pole. This is his race to win. Mate, if you get the chance, you just do times that work and, and and just do what matters to you. And that means that I think Dan got with it. He came out to about six seconds in, in second place, but stretched it to about 10. Now, it sounds a bit weird to stretch the gap from first to second, but that's a good thing because it meant Lewis was further back. 
Now, there was a point there, Connor, mm. where, you know, it's all getting pretty hectic and Toto comes on the radio to Lewis and says, Lewis, mm. you can win this. And this was before <laughs> any rain concerns. This was pure pace conversation. I still find that fascinating that, that Toto Wolf coming on the radio to, to, you know, a multiple world champion like Lewis Hamilton is probably one of the things that actually spurs Lewis on, I reckon, Connor. I think it did too. And look, Hamilton was quite racy. Once he got rid of, of Dan and Dan had his issues from that pit stop, he, he was quite racy. And look, Lando certainly had the pace. And we, we have seen already in the past that McLaren have had the potential to hold off the, the both, both Mercedes. We saw that last race in Monza. But for some reason, given that, Lewis was able to just hold his own and he had good tyre pace as well. So he wasn't wearing out the tyres as, as much as everyone thought he would. Uh, yeah, Toto could see the times and thought, well, Lewis can win this. And he did. He yeah. actually caught Lando quite rapidly. And we were talking to I one don't another. Think Lu- I don't think Toto even expected what genuinely happened to happen. I thought Toto no. thought he was going to battle it out on track. And frankly, mm-hmm. let's be clear, up until three laps to go, uh, Lewis Hamilton did not have Lando's measure. Lando no. had him. Um, Lando was setting, he set the fastest lap of the race with Lewis, you know, a second or a second and a half behind him. Lewis was unable to catch Lando in the dry on regular pace. But before we get to the chaos, Harry, let's talk pit stops because mm-hmm. this was really interesting. And I think actually, if everyone reflects, it was defining because Daniel Ricciardo's stop was slow and theoretically cost him a podium today on on raw numbers because Daniel ended the race, I think, 3.2, 3.1.5 seconds behind Carlos. That, mate, that could have been close enough. And and, uh, I think it was Sergio as well got a – was like crazy, eight seconds or something, which would have put him much further up, possibly in in sixth or fifth. There there was someone else – that had another a weird pit stop as was well. Was there a Ferrari? Yeah, it might have been. But it just, I mean, Perez's one was completely a Red Bull fuck up, but they couldn't get that right rear on. Yeah. Mm. But for Dan and, and whoever the other one was just blanking me right now, it was due to this stupid new rule that they've got there where it's like an extra step to turn the all clear light on. And for that, it's just, it feels like it's there purely to create this artificial drama where you've got like, you know, a 50% chance of missing the switch or whatever to, to get them out and, and yeah. hold it back rather than anything to do with safety. Because and in then, layman's terms, they, they thought that this, these stops are getting to 1.8 seconds and it's dangerous yeah. for the people within the pit stop. So for safety reasons, we'll make it, make it so that um, uh, essentially if you think of your wheel gun going, I'm not, this is not exactly what happens, but it, it used to be that they build wheel guns that would um, green light when they had done a full torque cycle to unlock and lock a, a, a nut and and so the 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 gun itself would go green 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 and so once you had the four greens and whatever other greens were required the the pit um gantry would literally give the driver the all clear whereas it needs to be a manual process now and i think that you're right harry i mean it's it's, it's just... well, it, how it does just... it help <laughs> have they have the i don't remember there being you know obviously we have pit incidents every now and then but i don't remember really any examples you think of the Ferrari pit hurt? incident of a couple of years ago where the bloke broke his leg. That was nothing to do with, nothing to um, do with it. speed. That was just a really poor positioning of a, of a, of yeah. a team member. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Nigel yeah. Stepney. Yeah, I remember that. You remember his name? That's yes. ridiculous, Connor. That's that like, was, I don't Connor. Know. That was in 2000. That was in 2000. Man. And 
there was a there was a millionaire question the other day, and I actually didn't get the answer. But it was like, what's the, what's the term for someone with a freakishly good memory? Oh, if I'm um, on, was, if I'm on who was, wants to be a millionaire, I need to phone a friend. It is going to be Connor ten out of ten times. <laughs> I reckon that's why they um why they stop to phone a friend. <laughs> people just find a, a, a you know what it's called hyper hypermnesia hypermnesia unusual power or enhancement of memory typically under abnormal conditions <laughs> such as trauma hypnosis or narcosis <laughs> what are you on connor is what we're asking but anyway uh nigel uh the old mate in for <laughs> that got that got his leg done um you know that had nothing to do with the the essential speed of the stop it was purely the the choreography of the stop and i think that's just a fascinating thing to look back on, and there'll be people that unpack that and and really look at you know what we're what we're seeing in terms of um, whether or not that's a that's a genuine improvement on things. But you know, um, Perez had an eight second stop, cost mm. him an easy podium. Frankly, um, he then had to fight Ricardo and Science with seven laps to go. We're told there's possible rain, and what's fascinating here is Mercedes tell Lewis to box. And by the way, I missed I missed a, a small note, uh, Connor. Earlier in the race, mm. Dan was bluffed by Mercedes. Mercedes <laughs> I'm glad you pick. I'm glad you picked that Mercedes up. Mercedes yeah. ran out on the pit uh, box. They they had all their tires and everyone out there. So Dan comes in and and Lewis kept driving, and that essentially cost Dan that spot. And I, oh. I, I don't. I, I know there's rules around this, right? You're not allowed to come out unless you genuinely intend to come in. But I don't know how they investigate that, other than to say, mm. oh, Lewis didn't come in, but. You know, what's to say they don't just pull him aside and say, listen, just just do the opposite, you know, whenever we're in a tight spot. But anyway, it just looked bad to me, Connor, don't you think? It, it did look bad. And, I mean, they did call McLaren's bluff and they got that bluff right. And McLaren just lucked out badly, not just because of the fact that Dan pitted when they thought Lewis was going to pit at the same time, but obviously that pit stop just went absolutely wrong for Dan. you got to feel for Dan because it completely ruined his race. But that being said, P4 at the end was, was not a bad result for him. But... The, the end the end outcome was, of course, seven laps to go, and they tell Lewis to box straight away to go into Inters, and he stays out. That was a risky move by Lewis. And that Absolute. was clearly a Lewis move, right? I think anybody, yeah, everyone man. would agree that was Lewis going, yeah, nah. And remember <laughs> that this is a, a fascinating thing about Formula One in this moment. You know, you've got rain on. They were saying it was turn five, and it was it was brilliant because the camera shot was brilliant. There was a... The rain indicator, which is just droplets of rain on the, on, a, on a digital screen, but the the reverse of that is a word that says rain, and so we could see this flashing sign that said rain, and then Lando essentially went just a little bit off, and Lewis, you know, came close but didn't get him, but you know Lewis clearly on the next lap. Remember, Lewis didn't pit that first lap, and it was wet, but Lando then you know the gap behind Lewis Harry is critical here. The gap yep. from Lewis behind is such that he can pit regardless of yep. what Lando does. Whereas Lando, if Lando goes in and boxes, Lewis, mate, every day of the week, Lewis stays out. Don't you reckon, Harry? Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, especially after, particularly this race and after yesterday when Lewis sort of, I think, knocked his confidence a tiny bit when he hit the wall going oh, into pit true, lane. True. I think he still would have done it. And I think I think as well for Lando, um, the fact that he didn't go in, I think what really hurt him was that he's never won a race. 
Like he wanted yeah. that so bad. Like he's just like, I can fucking hold he's on. Like, I can do it. I can. Why get would there. I give up this, yeah. this lead? Yeah. Where, where Lewis and, had, you know, I guess he had a little bit, he had less to lose, and so he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it a bit safe. Um, I, I'm gonna, you know, I've got that gap behind me. No matter what happens, I'm gonna come out second still. And then, you know, I, I may lose my chance to take first place. But if not, he, you know, Lando's going to fuck up. He's going to miss it, which is what happened. And I can win. And it, and it Con- all worked out perfectly. Connor, were you looking close enough? And I, I wasn't. But at the, say, the timing screen, I wonder, because mm. there, was, there was like three laps to go when Lewis boxed. But was there a chance? for? Because they said to Lando on the radio, you know, um, Lewis has pitted and he says, well, we've, we've made our bed. We've got to line it. You know, we've got to stick with our decision. Do you think there was a chance for Lando to come in and box and be certainly second, if not really, really close to Lewis and battle him on inters? Yeah, quite possibly. Quite possibly there would have been a chance for that to happen. Yeah. But see, I That's was what at... I'm going to watch back. That, yeah, see, because so, if you think on. about the KO Mini, that's going to include that whole last six laps, right? I actually think that's what's fascinating to see is whether or not the mistake wasn't just staying out, but it was staying out again, essentially, for the entire time. See, I was keeping an eye on the gap between Lewis and Lando after Lewis pitted, and there was every chance that if the if the rain had kept at that consistent rate that it was going at that point and Lando could negotiate the circuit, like the, the affected areas of, of Sochi, in such a manner that he was was able to sort of maintain himself a little bit, lose a little bit of time, but still maintain himself, he would have won the race. Yeah. But as soon as the intensity of the rain hit even more, he was he was in no man's land. He lost that race. And look, let's face it, Lando had to take the gamble. He had to lie, you know, basically make his own bed and line it yeah. as a result. And he lucked out. End of story. So, Harry, I mean, you know, it's tough for Lando. I mean, I hate. Oh, I, I, yeah. I'm actually going to sit and watch the interviews. I think it'd be gut wrenching for him because Lando's ended up in seventh. And by the way, Harry, do you think he's going to get a five second or different penalty because he? I mean, like, he couldn't make to, right? the pit entry, and he and he re came back into the pit entry having crossed the safety line. So, mate, he's going to end up back in ninth yeah. if he if he gets a five second penalty or worse. It's a it's a gut wrenching. Uh, outcome yeah. for Lando. It, it's like rubbing salt in the wound, but you know, he, yeah, he broke the rules. Does it? You know, the rules don't care about if you just you may you heartbreakingly you know made a decision after being on the road to your first win in Formula One. You you, you missed the line. You came back in, and you, you're going to get the penalty, which it sucks for him. Like he'd be yeah. freaking gutted, and I, you know he'd be beating himself up because he he knows yeah. that it'd be. It's, it was 100 percent his call not to come in. The team was saying, mate, you should come in. You should come yeah. in. You should come in. And he didn't, and yeah, he still got driver of the day though. Um, I mean, I don't think he gives a fuck about that. The vote, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Could you imagine if you've come on the radio and go, Lando, driver of the day? He'd be like, (laughs) "Don't you ever, ever speak to me again." (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he was actually like that on the radio. He was getting testy on that radio. He was very testy tonight. Well, Um, I think that was because they came on the radio and said, "Oh, this is happening in fifth and fourth." He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa." Just mate, I've got Lewis Ham- <laughs> I've got the world champion behind me, and I'm leading my first ever Why do potential I give a fuck win. About Carlos, fuck off. I wonder if it's because they're they're not used to him being in P1, and they're they're so used to checking who's in P3, 4, 5, that yeah. they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what's going on. Yeah. That'd well, be- can I can I can I just say that there's an interesting tweet I've just read, and by Jaleesa Apps from Ten News First, she said, "Driver of the day is such a bullshit participation prize. How are you driver of the day when you drop seven spots?" 
Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that's a bad take from her in the sense of, you know, the work he did all day and then, you know, the, and, and also the votes, that, that little but, thing you vote now was also up before the rain was coming yeah. down as well. It's up from, you know, the middle of the... People are voting on that. It's also from a, the middle it's of the a race popularity the through, contest. Right? Of course it is. But but the interesting thing is it doesn't sway towards, you know, nations with greater um, population no. over, you know, the, the, the actual performances on the day. It's quite genuinely, you know, voted on. And for stuff like that is, you're right, that's a pretty hot take given this all happened with four and a half laps to go. Mm. And it's mm. not like you can log back in and go, oh, my God, actually... <laughs> Gee whiz. And by the way, if it's not him, who is it? Because, you know, Lewis really did nothing more than be no. in the right place at the right time. Max. Same with Max. I mean, yeah, again, right, place right, right, right place, right time, right equipment. You could maybe I say mean, Fernando. I don't know. Oh, mate, I think. I don't know. It should I be, think, it's, it's Lando. I don't even know why I'm trying to think of someone else. It was, it's no, clearly Lando it Lando held off. He, he passed Carlos. He held off Lewis. He did a good job. He's yeah. driver of the day. So, Jalissa, take it, take it back a step. Anyway, um, let's move on to talking about the teams. And uh, before we do that, we'll, uh, we'll mention once again the great people at KO. And again, if you haven't, I think this is what's fascinating about the concept of KO. And I talk to people about, you know, what streaming services they've got when it comes to, you know, all the different things available, Stan, Binge, Netflix, all that stuff. A lot of people haven't even thought about trying streaming sport. And so that's why the KO freebies is such an awesome thing. Um, you can simply log on to KO without a paid account and you can see all the content and some of it's locked, some of it's unlocked. And the stuff that's unlocked for us as Formula One fans, every practice, every qualifying session, live and free. So that's a big deal for KO freebies. Uh, if you want to watch the race live, you, you need a KO subscription, but the KO minis are free. So essentially you can enjoy a, a solid Formula One weekend uh, with KO. And if you're like me, Connor and, and Harry, and you love your motorsport, you'll probably also tune in for the Formula 2 and Formula 3. And a great night, Connor, for uh, for Australia with um, wins in the Formula 2 and Formula 3 for Jack Dillon and Oscar Piastri, both uh, races of which we were able to watch live on KO. Connor, it was a good good night. Yeah, it was a fantastic night. Look, I think it was a very good weekend for Australians in terms of the Formula 1 sphere. And great result for Jack. Second in the championship, feature race win. But what I really loved about Jack, because they were battling <laughs> second in the Jack with Clement Novelak, who's driving for the same team, Trident, they were battling for the team's championship against Prema, which was the team that Oscar Piastri won for last year. They eventually, they did win the team's championship ahead of Prema this year by only, I think, six points. But they were giving team orders out to Jack and Clement to not pass away. Well, basically, Jack was told to let Novalak pass, and Jack doing said, no fucking way am I letting him pass. I'm battling for a race win. You can go and chew it on your boot. And yeah. he did. He, he stuck to his guns and won the race. And he was still fighting with his team after the race on the radio. It was just incredible. He doesn't care. It's his, it's his last race in the team. He's, he's probably going to go Formula 2 next year. What does he care? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's probably not going to race with them next year in Formula 2. Let's talk Formula <laughs> 1 again with the teams. Um, you know, ter in terms of team performance, um, and while McLaren did, uh, I guess, scramble together with a, a fourth place for Daniel, which is a good result overall, mm. despite the fact that they led the race and, you know, had a, had a pretty good uh, qualifying performance, um, it would be disappointing to them, um, though they were lucky that Charles Leclerc also pitted um, and ended up in 15th. So they probably do, and Connor will talk about the points. So overall, not an outrageous performance by McLaren. Um, 
uh, Red Bull and Mercedes both kind of cobbled it together. Um, but Alpine's probably, you know, the standout in the top 10, although that's really a driver performance. Harry, any specific team movements this weekend that stood out for you? Um, I guess not so much in the points there, but I, I think, yeah, I think Alpine, I guess that's kind of on luck. Like Ocon was pretty slow for most of it. Fernando did a great mm, yeah. job. Um, yeah. I think uh, Aston Martin had a chance there. They They were looking pretty good in the wet they had the good they had the right strategy getting on the inters early and, and especially stroll he got straight in there but then they they just kind of hit each other around very like the weird second, yes, second they did weird like Seb that was would up be until like that point Lance, they were in what are you yeah. doing it, was it just, made no yeah, sense how they then. came together um connor uh, i would say disappointing one for alpha towery uh pierre oh, ended up dreadful. in bloody 13th when he was uh I don't know. He looked good for a, a high top ten finish. Alpha Tauri were nowhere tonight. Absolutely to nowhere. Bad weekend. They, were, they they had a a real shocking. In fact, the last two races have been shocking for them. They've had yeah. a really really bad run, and I don't know what's gone on with Alpha Tauri, but their wheels seem to have fallen off in the last few races, and they need to really take stock of their their fortunes right now and try and rebuild for the remaining third of the season. They've been a real disappointment. The real standout, I think, at the moment has been Williams. Again, a top top, um, three starting position for George. Latifi probably didn't have the best of races tonight. How How come he had a DNF? I completely missed that. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. That's too. the first. Oh, maybe it was related to the to the finish of the race because he he did forty seven laps, so he he was only six nah, laps out from. Um, so kind of a strange one, but kind of I would put that in the in the driver category instead of the team category, and we'll talk yeah, about drivers enough. because you know it's all well and good to say you know Williams did well, but actually George Russell did well, and, and you know it's it's a testament to George Russell as a driver that he can massively outperform that car week after week after week. And you could say, yes, it was a con- uh, an interesting uh, qualifying session because it was rain and everything, but that's the whole point. You've got to be in the right place at the right time on the right tyres. The- it, it is an overall, um, you know, participation that, that, that gets you those results. But in terms of individual drivers, I actually do think that Fernando probably batted best above his average today, Harry, mm. because, you know, sixth place, mm. he went on the hard tyres at the start but still made a good start. I'm going to, I'm going to ignore his uh, second corner, you know, soiree because uh, after watching enough replays, he did, I think, give back all, all the places he took up. But to me, it was very clear that he, he intentionally did that. Um, I mean, I don't know but- if he gave him back as much as he lost pace with his strategy there. <laughs> well, bottom line, he, he did... Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, of all the drivers batting above their average, I think Fernando yeah. probably stands out yeah. in, the, in the crowd. And Kimi. Well, he's an eighth. Oh. First race back in, what, two races, and he scores in the points. Wasn't the, the best, um, you know, Formula One meme this weekend was, uh, I saw a couple of posts saying it really is a hobby because he was asked, um, did you watch Monza or Hungary or whatever race, the other one he missed? And he goes, no, not in full. And it's like... <laughs> He really, you know, like he's not really into this sport, is he? He's just <laughs> he, he, so he likes it less than we do. Maybe, maybe he's he realised the Ko Minis are free. 
Could have just watched the watched could the have chucked that VPN in Finland there, and uh... <laughs> normally people are VPNing to get outside of Australia, but here he is trying to get a KO mini and uh, sign up with an email address here in Australia. Um, you know, I think that from an individual perspective, you can't go past Carlos Sainz, and I think just to clarify here, you know, Lewis Hamilton won the race ahead of Max Verstappen and Carlos Sainz, and Harry, you pointed out a very important stat about mm-hmm. Carlos Sainz on the podium. It is his first proper podium. Like, he's had a few before, but all of them have come from someone ahead of him getting a penalty and then him ending up in top. So, before today, he's never actually stood up on the podium with, you know, the rest of the drivers at the same time. So, big moment for Carlos. Congratulations. A massive outcome. It's a a good result. Daniel Ricciardo, you know, would not be disappointed with fourth place. You know, that's 12 points in the championship. Um, It's a pretty solid result. It certainly... Do you, know, do you remember we talked last week or last race about how this win's great, but don't expect it to happen, you know, continuously. And there were some great interviews and some a lot of hype about him, but you've got to be careful that he's, it doesn't mean he's going to win races. Whereas this is a solid result that won't get the, oh, and Daniel finished 10th kind of headlines. Uh, and I think that's an important thing, Connor. Oh, absolutely. And look, I honestly think that this is a nice little turnaround of fortunes for Dan because it's not only helping him in the Drivers' Championship, but in terms of McLaren, McLaren has certainly become the team to watch in this second half of the season. Their performance in the second half since the summer break has really stepped up substantially. And we knew knew McLaren had it in them. It just took them a while to, to get to where they are right now. And they're certainly batting themselves on the same pace as Mercedes and Red Bull. So, you know, I, I can honestly think that next year come twenty, you know, come the new regulations, they're going to be really up there as potential race winners multiple times throughout the season, not just as a one-off. Well, if only we all had a crystal ball to wonder mm. how and who's mm. going to have that performance next year. But it will make it ex- just brilliantly exciting in both uh, pre-season testing and the first few races next year. There's no doubt. But, Harry, I think the last thing on, on drivers it's, it's critical we talk about is Max Verstappen because – I know he started last, and he mm-hmm. was always had a faster car. But I mean, he actually did come through the field very well. He did? He, he did. He sent some serious stuff into turn ten, like he did at turn twelve. I think it is. He he actually raced really well to get his position. It wasn't yeah. purely strategy. I think he um he genuinely deserves uh, kudos for his performance yeah. today. I think he did a good job. He was just. I think for him, his his strategy, I'm sure, wasn't to get on the podium. Um, he was probably aiming for, you know, like a top six or something like that. And he, and he was just happily taking people out as he was going through and, and would have been happy to settle there. And then strategy and weather landed in his lap and he, he did the right thing. It's it's that sort of level of consistency and just making the right decisions um, that make a world champion. And it, clearly he's showing he's got, got what it takes. Hmm. All right. Speaking of world champions, Connor, um, world championship driver standings after this race sees Lewis Hamilton back on top by two points. By two points indeed. So Max drops back to second, but Jesus is going to be good going into the final third of the championship. So Hamilton, 246.5 points. Verstappen, 244.5 points. The battle for third has changed again. So Norris drops back to fourth. Bottas back up to third. Bottas on 151 points. Loris on um, 139. Sergio Perez in still in fifth on 120. Now this is going to get very interesting. Sixth place is still Carlos Sainz on 112.5 points. He's now about 8.5 clear of Charles Leclerc on 104, but Daniel Ricciardo is closing in on Charles. He's now on 95 points. Still in eighth, but he's got a chance to potentially go up to seventh, Connor, maybe even sixth. Connor, you've got a I, great I memory. You've got a great memory. We've talked about this. 
But do you remember <laughs> who came fourth in last year's championship? Last year's championship. Do you remember <laughs> who came eighth in the 2017 championship? All right, leave me alone. See, no one gives a fuck. I know, That's I know. <laughs> I think it's great that Daniel's closing in I'm on just, I'm just trying position. to give some hope here. But I'm trying to no give some hope. No one gives a shit about who comes anything but first. Do you, don't you reckon, boys? Other than, see, yeah, well, I true. think we spend more time talking about the constructors for a good reason because it matters to the money side of things. But I'd be surprised. Actually, I'd love to know how much um, drivers remember about their own performance in the World Championship year on year, let alone anyone else's. I don't know about you, Harry, but it just strikes me as a thing where, apart from mate first and maybe second, it, it ain't too much of a battle. I think no. I think the only people who care is revisionist historians in like ten years' time when they try to remember how good was Daniel Ricciardo and you know you see what he came in each yeah. season. But but then even though yeah they they're not even true reflections of the performance because you know, who knows what's happened. Well, Gas well Gasly scored Gasly scored nothing tonight. He's still nine sixty six. Fernando's closing in on him on fifty eight. Now just the constructors to go through ten- the whole thing, aren't you, mate? Yeah. yeah well, only the ten. Only the ten. <laughs> Who's sixteenth? I'm trying to. I don't give a fuck. Well, just remember, but the best, oh, sorry, the best meme out of this whole, you know, last few weeks is, you know, Nikita Mazepin in a 20-driver championship is coming 21st. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't mind going to 21st position because Nikita Mazepin is coming 21st in a 20-car world championship. That's hilarious to me. But anyway, in the you couldn't, constructors. You couldn't do that if you tried. No. Yeah, exactly. Constructors Championship. Mercedes extend their lead to in the Constructors Championship over Red Bull. So three ninety seven and a half over three sixty four and a half. McLaren still in third, two thirty four points ahead of Ferrari on two hundred and one and a half points. Alpine in fifth on one hundred and three points. AlphaTauri eighty four. Aston Martin fifty nine. Williams go up to twenty three points in eighth place. And because of Kimi Raikkonen tonight, Alfa Romeo are now on seven points with Haas, a big vat zip. You know, it's interesting with Williams getting 23 points. Wouldn't you be kicking yourself as Williams? It's great. We've, we've, we've legged it away from ninth and tenth here. But, geez, how much more could we possibly get? Like, could we actually mm. challenge Aston Martin? It's like, it's essentially double the number of points. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to think about. But the other thing is, we, and we've talked about this time and time again, first and second is a battle. Um, um, third and fourth is a battle. But, you know, fifth is pretty clear now to Alpine unless AlphaTauri were to come back into their own. And also, when you look at McLaren, and I think this is a really important one for Seidel and, and Zach and everyone to analyse, is, you know, Daniel's performance now is genuinely contributing to that third place. Um, those recent big chunks of points are what really separate them for Ferrari. And I think that's a really important thing for them as a team, Harry. I think that you've got to be able to take a standout like that and, yep. and realise this genuinely is a whole team performance. Yeah, yeah. And with one third of the season left um, and, and with the team just looking stronger and especially Dan looking like he's he's finally found just a little bit of step. And that's for him. All he needs to do is just beat one of the Ferrari guys. As long as he keeps doing that and as long as Lando keeps beating the other Ferrari guy or in whatever reverse order like that's that's all they need he doesn't need to be too concerned about beating Lewis or Max it's just you need to be ahead of either uh, either Carlos or Charles that's it yeah all right well coming up we've got uh, Turkey on uh, the 10th of October then over to the United States on the 24th Mexico Brazil somewhere to be announced uh, ahead of uh, Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi 
Um, so it's it's a pretty solid calendar still to go. It's weird that we've only got a third to go. It felt like it wasn't long ago. We were saying it was still half a season to go. Um, but it is what it is. Still a big question mark about who gets the second Alfa Romeo seat. Boys, real quickly, do you think there's any chance that uh, anyone <laughs> other than, um, you know, Joe nah. will get it? Nah. I think nah. I think it's pretty Money. clear that the 2023 it's going to be Per share, and then they're going to use his money to develop the car next year for him for 2023. And then, as much as you know, for them, it doesn't make sense, I guess, to get a good driver, even if there was a great driver, which Oscar is, but even if there was a great experienced driver there, I think that money is more valuable for them considering it's a it's a one season rental. Yeah, which is annoying, but so goes life. Um, I'm quite looking forward to uh, to a couple more Grand Prix because this, I mean, I love the Circuit of the Americas, so I'm actually most looking forward to that. I just think that circuit's awesome. I think the vibe is awesome. I think they've created something pretty exciting there. Um, but, um, you know, we've, we've got a championship on our hands and that's probably the most important part of this, Connor. I think that we genuinely don't know who's going to win this championship and that's, uh, that's rare at this stage of the season. Oh, and look, we would have thought, you know... It could have been a one-horse race. It could have been Lewis Hamilton off to win his eighth world title, but he's had to fight for it this year, and Max has made it very hard for him, which has been fantastic. And everyone's salivating at the fact that we could have this championship go right down to the wire in Abu Dhabi. I'm really excited for this uh, remaining few rounds of the championship. It's going to be good. And one last plug for KO, I should say, and Connor mentioned this to us in in the chat before the race. Um, Great chat with uh, Daniel Ricciardo by Jess Yates, which you'll find on KO. If you see the thing about KO is when you start watching enough stuff, it learns who you are and what you love and it'll just, it'll just keep serving up all the motorsport to you. So I, I, whenever I log on to KO, I know exactly when there's MotoGP or Formula One or any Formula One plus the, uh, the Daniel Ricciardo interview appears, appears in plain sight. If you're looking for that, check it out on KO. Harry, Connor, uh, get some sleep and we'll do it again after Turkey. Pleasure as Absolutely. always.